Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Kingdom of Honor. And as always, I am your host, Zanman Shane Sabunia, along with the Honorable Stupid JR. And uh, we're here to talk about pro wrestling, believe it or not. I thought we weren't going to do that. Talk about pro wrestling? No, the other thing. (laughs) That's because you're stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, but we don't have to (laughs) announce it at the start of every show. (laughs) Let the listeners figure it out for themselves. All right. He's just JR. Forget the, forget I said the stupid part. We will strike that from the from the official record. Well, we at least need to explain it. Um why? Yeah, good point. <laughs> I, I guess I can't argue that. <sighs> so oh. we're talking wrestling. Yeah. And uh um, before we get too far, I just kind of want to get all this out of the way. Uh, Ryan, good listener of the show, wa- uh, suggested we watch a few matches. <laughs> and uh, since you boycotted the company completely... I don't even have my comics up yet, and you're going to start talking about... Oh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you boycotted the, the company completely, and I have no morals, so I have not yet boycotted them. So I went back and watched the shows, watched, uh, watched the matches. Uh, he recommended that we watch uh, Survivor Series matches, three matches from there, Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins, uh, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, and uh, Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. And, um, well, I went through and watched two of them. The third one I'm actually watching as we speak, so I haven't seen the ending, but I think it's coming here soon. Um, That's what she said. I will say that... Uh, Oh, and all of a sudden the toddler has a problem. Arlo, say say hi. 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 He'll probably give much better commentary than I will. So anyway, I was saying the... Uh, yes, I have TV. <laughs> yes. Seth Rollins and uh, Shinsuke was, by WWE standards, I would give it a four and a half stars. Um, by wrestling standards, maybe three and a half. Uh, it... It was a good match up until the very ending. There were a few spots in the middle of it that were... Uh, it, it was way too quick to a recovery after a big move. Um, and then the ending, of course, was solid entertainment. That's all it was. Was playing to the fans and solid entertainment, making Seth Rollins look like a superhero and Shinsuke look like the, the awful heel that can't ever co- overcome anything. But, I mean, if, you, if you're going to base it on WWE standards, it was a great match. 
Charlotte um, Ronda Rousey was surprisingly a great wrestling match. Um, the ending got a little bit hokey with Charlotte losing her mind and just destroying uh, Ronda Rousey. But, you know, it was, it was actually a pretty good wrestling match. And then Brock versus Bryan, um, again, a good match. Not as good as the same thing that we saw last year with Brock versus AJ Styles. Um, I think AJ seemed to put up much more of a fight. I mean, they, they went through the whole same storyline where um, the little guy got his ass kicked for the first half of the match and then got a few lucky shots in. And, uh, and then at the end of it, you know, of course, Brock Lesnar pulls it out. AJ and Brock did a whole lot of a better job at telling that story than Daniel Bryan and Brock did, and the result was the same. So uh, thanks, Ryan, for uh, you know suggesting those matches. I'm glad that I actually got to watch them, especially that uh, Flair-Rousey match. But uh, it's what we've always expected from WWE. All right, you can talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other, the other, another thing that Ryan asked this week, um, or actually he might have asked it even last week, I can't remember, um, but it was, do we plan on covering TNA's homecoming, or excuse me, Impact Homecoming live or you know, right after it airs, or are we, do we plan on waiting until it's on the app? And I wanted to say that that's completely in the hands of Impact Wrestling, because it's going to depend on a number of factors. It's going to, to depend on timing. It's going to depend on availability. And it's going to depend on the dollars involved in purchasing the event. Um, the timing aspect comes in the fact that it's still, they still do not have Bound for Glory on the GWN app, which means that in order to be able to watch Bound for Glory and all of the impacts since, um, especially with everything that's coming up very shortly here, like the finals of the World Tag League, Final Battle, Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, Live at the Cockpit, um, it's just going to depend. It's, and then there's there's also a, you know the 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 uh, Ring of Honor has a couple of events in January as well. So it's really going to depend on how soon they add Bound for Glory and how, and how much time we have to actually get caught up all the way to homecoming. And the money aspect comes in, and, you know, as I talked about on last week's show, $40 is a lot, especially in 2018, when you have so many options where you're paying $10 a month for for shows. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor, if you pay the the standard for hundred hours for a year, then you pay like 15 bucks for each of their pay-per-views. Or if you do what Jeff and I do and pay the VIP, then you get it as part of that package for like two pennies a year or more or something, or I guess it's like 12 pennies a year more than you pay for WWE network, which of course changed the entire game for everybody in February of 2014, almost five years ago. Now, if you can believe it, uh, where their quote-unquote pay-per-views are not really pay-per-views. They're just part of everything else that's offered on that network. And Impact has a streaming service. They just don't allow you to stream their pay-per-views as they happen. They, they wait for a couple of months, as we mentioned to, as I mentioned with Bound for Glory, in order to add things on there. So 
you know, we pay eight bucks a month for that. And then they want us to pay $40 for a live show. And I really enjoy what impact is doing. I think they've done a, a perfect job of blending, um, ECW style booking, a blaming attitude era style booking along with having, um, a continuous and, and also the old school booking together along with having continuous stories that take place on TV and making and ke- continuing the feuds on TV that are going to be on the pay-per-views, but keeping them fresh and keeping you wanting to see the, the big matches on the pay-per-view. So I think they've done a great job of blending things together in a way that I feel like WWE has, has failed on for years, but at the same time, the fact that I love the products that much does not mean that I'm going to pay $40 for a three hour show. It just, it just is not economically feasible, especially with the way other promotions are running things with the streaming services these days. So it, if it was like 20 bucks, I probably would give it another consideration, but for 40, I just think that it's not a possibility. And so that's why I say everything's in the hands of impact. Do they keep on with their current business model? we're probably never going to cover one of their pay-per-views live unless one of us wins the lottery or something. Yeah. I'm not lucky enough for that. Um, the, the, the other thing to, to note is we're paying almost the same amount for GWN that we do for WWE network that we do for uh, new Japan worldwide and ring of honor, um, the honor honor club. We're paying about the same amount per year. Um, WWE gives 12 pay-per-views a year. Plus, you know, the NXT pay-per-views and, and all the other programming. Ring of Honor, you can go back and watch everything. And, you know, for, what, $15 more, we we're able to get their four. They've got five pay-per-views plus Global Wars and all the special things in between. New Japan World, everything is on there for eight ninety nine a month. Uh, so when we're paying the same amount for GWN as we are for these other things that are giving us such amazing service paying $40 a month for only four pay-per-views throughout the year or, you know, $40 each for a pay-per-view when they've only got two or three, I think it's just not, it's not good business sense, you know, and I don't even expect them to run them live, show them the next day, throw it on there a couple days later, but stop charging $40 a pay-per-view. Did we lose you? No, my non mute button didn't, work, didn't want to work for a minute there. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to agree with that. I mean, if it was the next day, if it was two days, if it was a week or two weeks, I, even it would be fine. But, you know, especially like a week. But I mean, when you're going to go. Whoa, what happened? And now I think we actually have lost shame. So I'm going to uh, um, expound on that a little bit more. It's if they, if they were to bring it on, you know, like you said, uh, every, uh, if it was um, even a month late uh, to get bound for glory and, and uh, homecoming up, it'd be a whole lot easier for us to watch them. But having it, it's what we're almost three months since bound for glory aired. And we're still waiting for it to show up on on the app so that we can watch it and review it. And I'm actually caught up on TNA now, and I've been waiting to see this app so I can move on to their uh, the rest of their TV schedule. And 
with it not being there, it's just it's causing kind of a uh, I don't know I don't know if I want to say ruckus or um, I'm sure it's causing a ruckus in Shane's house, but you know that's besides the point. Um, so I don't know, Shane, we got you back yet? So we were um, getting caught up on a national wrestling alliance, of course, 10 pounds of gold. Um, we got caught up on, on that. Both Shane and I are completely caught up and, and following the storyline and everything along with our latest pay-per-view that we um, unfortunately spent money on to watch uh, live. Well, Shane watched it live. I didn't watch it live, but uh, it still it was a lot of money to spend on crap basically. But uh, following Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis is becoming um, as big a star as anybody in the world right now uh, on the NWA. And, you know, he, his match against Jack Hager was excellent. Uh, it kind of developed the whole NWA style wrestling and, and kept it going. And, um, you know, is making, making all this into a much bigger star than he was even three, four years ago. Uh, and then, you know, now we got Willie Mack, his first national title defense, and I don't have it here in front of me, so I can't really say who he defended against. Um, oh, Shane, are you back yet? See, this is why I count on him, because I am not one for the... I'm the babbler. He's the, he's the smart guy. He's the guy that has all the stats. I'm just the babbler. I'm like the color guy. I guess is what we would say. So I think right now we should just do a whole round of Kumbaya and hope that his microphone comes back soon. Are you back now? Can you hear me now? I can, yes. What the heck? So it's like it's like I can you can hear me now, but when I have my microphone on you can't actually hear me. So Maybe we should take a quick break, and I should try reconnecting everything. All right, that'll work. All right, so let's take a quick break, and I'll and I'm gonna hang up on Jeff, hang up on you guys, and we'll see if I can get this working again. All right, is it working? Are you there? I heard a blip. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. You know what? I know. I now I know what the problem was, and I feel like a complete fucking idiot. Uh, that you're talking to me? Uh, no. I, I maybe I should be stupid, stupid junior. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, when I, I was what happened what happened was I was talking to you and I got up and I was going to check on my the sauce I'm making for the, for the spaghetti I just carried my laptop with me and I somehow bumped I didn't realize that my uh, somehow I had bumped my mute button that's actually on my mic on my uh, microphone so that's why I could hear you and you guys couldn't hear me so so yeah well it was nice of you to let me flounder out there like a fish. Yeah, well. We now realize that I'm just the one with the looks. You're the brains. Yes. You definitely have, have a face for radio. Yes, and a body. <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope everybody enjoyed, enjoyed those uh, ads that you got to listen to while we were, um, 
while I was failing at my job of being a radio host. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, technical issues, you know, it happens in the biz and uh, we're not going to let us let it dissuade us this time around. Right. Did you say in the biz? I did say in the biz. What are we? 1980s porn stars. What are you talking about? Uh, well, I do bear a striking resemblance to Joey Ryan now that you mention it. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, that, that might work. That was, that was the appropriate response to what I said. <clears throat> that might work on everyone else, but I've actually seen you, so it ain't going to work on me. <laughs> um, you don't think I can throw people around with my dick? Is what you're trying to say? That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. I, I don't right. think that's a possibility. I think that would not work. So, um, I know you started talking about the NWA stuff. I just wanted to, but I just wanted to do a couple of uh, or a programming announcement before we, before we move to that, and then it'll also give us time to look up who his um, opponent was. So, unless you unless you did that while I was uh, floundering myself over here, I was on Child Patrol. I didn't get to it. Ah, okay. Actually, it's called Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, I wish <laughs> that that used to work. I could turn that on. He'd be stuck on it for three days. Not anymore. Uh, my da- my granddaughter still loves this shit out of that show. So, uh, yeah, Arlo in, does in, to a point. In fact, at uh, I don't I don't, I know you didn't get a chance to talk to your usual um, gossip person about my granddaughter today. So, um, she was over this weekend, and um, she saw our Google Home that we just recently got for the first time, and she looked at it and said, "Goo goo wa pa pa pa," which means Google. Watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> wow, that... didn't actually didn't actually work for her, except you know. But but of course, I I uh, went ahead and you know started it for her. So I think she thinks it worked for her. Well, that's good. At least she thinks it worked. Right. Ah, found it. No, I don't know who the hell he wrestled against. Andy Brown. Andy Brown. Yeah, yeah, Uptown Andy Brown. So, and, <laughs> and, right. Anyway, the, the programming announcements I was going to make are, are first of all, um, if anything else comes up with Ring of Honor's final battle announcements this week, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to, to mention that on, on our show for next week because we're actually going to be recording that in a couple of days. So um, I did see there, was, there were some things added to the TV tapings that are interesting. Uh, but before I get to that, I also want to make an announcement that we will be doing a show the day after Wrestle Kingdom. It's airing on a Friday night this year. We're going to do a show on Saturday because we have a couple other things to cover on that following Monday as well. So I figured we could get our um, you know, fairly current thoughts out on Wrestle Kingdom the next day. And then um, and then we can talk about, you know, our kind of our final opinions on it on that Monday, but we also have New Year's Dash to cover and then and then Rev Pro's having a show the night after after Dash um, in, I can't remember where it's at, but it's called Live at the Cockpit. So it's at the cockpit, apparently. Um, and, and we wanted to cover that show because Pac is taking, Pac, also known as Neville, is taking on ZSJ on that show. And we thought that would be a can't-miss event. That absolutely is can't-miss. Right. So we've got nope. three shows to watch in three days. So it made sense to kind of get the uh, Wrestle Kingdom thoughts, you know, um, and, and especially since it's, you know, Russell, New Japan's biggest show of the year to wait three days to talk about it is would be kind of a letdown. 
So now are is it I haven't looked at the start time yet. Is it Friday night our time or early, 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 early Saturday morning? That's an excellent excellent question. I really don't know. For for what? For uh Wrestle Kingdom. Oh no, it's early Friday morning our time. Really? So yeah. we'll be able to watch it during the day and at night and because I'm guessing it's probably going to be a 12-hour show this year. <laughs> I'm actually planning on watching it live. I don't know that I can. I, I don't know that I have that much time. Because I'm, watch, I'm working, cause I'm working at, I switched to like I work 10.30 to 7 the next day so I could at least get like an hour or two of sleep before going to work. I don't think you'll even get an hour in it if it's as long as it was last year. Wasn't, well, it, wasn't it a seven-hour show last year? No, it wasn't seven hours. Are you out of your mind? All I know is it was a long damn time. No, it was the year before that was six hours. Yeah, that, I think that, yeah, I think around five, five and a half hours is probably about the ballpark. Uh, they got to stop with these big shows. Well, they never, they never had him on their roster as far as I know. Thank God. Yeah, they did, actually, in the 90s. Well, he might have appeared at some of the shows as part of WCW. I don't think he was actually a member of the New Japan roster, though. I, well, yeah, you're probably right, because he did go straight to the Evil Empire. He did. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I think, that's, I think his name is one of the dumbest names in the history of pro wrestling. So, the Big Show? Yeah. Well, it's better than The Giant. Is it? Barely. At see, least I liked, they... I liked, see, I liked, I liked his name when he first came in. I don't know why they changed it. I, li- I liked the name The Big Nasty. I thought that was pretty awesome. Big Nasty, who, wait, what? Yeah, they called him the Big Nasty when he first appeared. In WCW? In WWE. I thought he was always a big show, Paul White. No, he was, I thought they, the, originally, they originally called him the Big the big Nasty. I thought the Big Nasty was his, just his thing with uh, the, um, uh, the Rock. I don't know what that means, but okay. What thing with The Rock? Where it was just one of the Rockisms where he was referring to him as the Big Nasty for a little while. Well, he probably did that later on, but when he first appeared, he, he, called, he, was, he was called the Big Nasty Paul White. Yeah, no, that would have been much better. Right. That's what I think. I didn't and realize he got fired by WWE. Who? Big Show. Oh, did he? Yeah, in 07. He went to Memphis for 07, was Memphis wrestling, then went back to WWE in 08. Yeah, because he returned for that for the fight against Money Mayweather. Yeah. Anyway, um, enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've already got my WWE talk in for the month. You did. Um, all right, so should we move on to NWA then? I think we could. Or do you want to talk about the matches that were added to the uh, Ring to Ring of Honor's day after TV tapings? Or we can talk, we can probably talk about that on Wednesday, on uh, Monday's next Monday show. Yeah. I don't, all right. Anyway. So. So this show of, is a train wreck tonight. Um, I'm not sure why you said tonight. <laughs> more, more so than normal tonight. Ah, computers just being all kinds of uncooperative tonight, and computers really should stop. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the NWA, uh, we we've been kind of ca- getting caught up on ten pounds of gold. 
Have they had another one video this weekend at all? Because if, if they had one, I didn't watch it. No, they come out on Wednesdays usually. Either Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, and there wasn't a Wednesday this weekend, so we're probably good. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last the last one was who's going to challenge Willie Mack. Um, oh, and and boy, was that a blockbuster uh, announcement that had me uh, jump uh, for joy. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Uh, let's just concentrate on the 10 pounds and not worry about the national title right now. I think it might have been a little too early to announce a new title. But that's just me. Really? Yeah. I think we need to um, build this one title up first before we start introducing more. I mean, Nick, all this, as I was saying, when I was just babbling, because, you know, that's what I do. I'm the color guy. You're the play-by-play guy. Um they just uh, – Nick Aldis is doing a great job with the title. Um, I think if he can get a little more exposure, I think he can bring prestige back to it. Problem is, is it's not there yet. It's working. We're working on getting it there, but it's not there yet. And I think concentrate or bringing in a brand-new title with this national title when we've got the world title out there and we should be you know, getting the tag belts back in involved and, and jazz with the women's title – I think concentrating on the three titles that they had would have been a much better job to build the prestige of those before announcing a new title. I mean, I kind of get what they were doing where they were rewarding Willie Mack, but at the same time, I think it was just too early for it. And either Shane forgot to hit the mute button again, or he's fighting with his microphone. Or he unplugged it again. You're having a you're having a hard time with that new headphones, aren't you? Regardless, I just think it was a little too early to bring about a new title belt when the other ones just need to have some more time built up. That's just my own opinion on it. Can you hear me now? I can now. Yeah, my my computer's being all kinds of crazy, like I mentioned this. Like my Skype decided it was going to blink out for a minute there. Oh. So you yeah. might want to update. <laughs> I just I just loaded it like fifteen minutes before we went on the air. Well so. that's the problem. You Uploaded the one without all the bugs fixed. Um, what? Come on, I'm trying to make sense here. Just roll with it. So, uh, yeah, and, my, yeah, my computer's just... I, I think my computer needs might need to, to be, like, uh, maybe before we started. That might be the problem. So, anyway, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, it, this is going to be annoying, because I'm going to keep asking you if you can hear me or not, I think. so. Please don't. I'll just grunt if I can hear you. Uh, No, I do not want to quit Skype, nor did I say I wanted to quit Skype, you stupid computer. Sure, blame the computer. What's that? Are you sure you want to quit Skype? Putting the application into all current calls, and I never hit an X button or an N button or anyway. Um, What I can can say, though, what I... My my response to the uh, whole idea of there being a new championship so soon would be um, 
that does that does give the title, give the NWA a better chance to get exposure though, because that means that each of their champions can show up on different shows in different locations and defend the title, uh, you know, more twice as often because you know Nick Aldis can only be in one place at a time, and with with Willie Mack having the NWA national title, then he can go to other locations and promote the brand more that way. So. You know, you and I talked about the fact that we didn't know the NWA was still running, was still a thing before the match was announced at All In between Cody and all this. Now that we know that it is, the two guys both defending their championships across the country means that more people are going to be uh, seeing them, more people are going to get brand awareness of the NWA. And I think that it's in the long run, it's going to end up being a good idea. Um, and then, of course, the Crockett Cup will help when they're and when there's are when there are um, new tag team champions, you know, likely crowned at that show. Then we'll have four championships. I'm sure Jazz is defending her women's title in some places as well. And you know, eventually, in, until they get their own show, it's just a great way to promote the brand to ha- to be having have multifaceted uh, approaches and attacks, where you know it's not just one show at a time. It could be three shows at one time. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. I just wish that they were more up on televising or at least adding to YouTube the sh- the matches until they can get some kind of TV deal going. Because just now it seems like it's it, it's still too few and far between. I mean, we're it, it's not like it was back in the 80s where you could literally go with uh, just whatever you read in the magazines to keep up on things. You can't. You can't do that anymore. There's so much content, so much going on, and we mentioned it with GWN. If you're not throwing everything in our face right away, you tend to get forgotten. And that's kind of where the NWA is right now. And I just, I just really hope because they, I mean, they've got some really good talent. I mean, I I like what I see out of um, Crimson and uh, oh, what's his name? His tag team partner, Jack Stan. And, you know, I like what I see out of them. I like what I saw out of Jazz and, and Penelope Ford is still just amazing. You know, I, Nick Aldis is doing a great job. And when you can bring in people like Jack Hager and, you know, um, some of the other guys that he's wrestled against, even Tim Storm, um, bring him around every now and then to, sh- to have them up on, on an actual TV show where we can see them instead of uh, instead of just, waiting to see what might come up on 10 pounds of gold, if they're even going to talk about it. Yeah. And I, and I think there's probably some kind, a, um, probably some kind of a, let's see, what's the right word? Um, limitation, I suppose, where they can't show matches that aired on fight TV on pay-per-view before a certain time limit has expired. You know, because the the NWA 70th anniversary show was what October 21st, and they just added the Cody match like last week or the week before, so it was pretty much a month between that they that they added that, and then of course we saw we saw the the show where they promoted Jack Swagger or Jack Hager, excuse me, that I thought was excellent. I thought it, I thought it really um, put a another dimension to it and really showed another side of Hager in that show in that uh, particular episode that we haven't gotten to see from him because people think he has no personality. And, and I think he, has, I think he has a really good personality. I've met the guy. I think he's awesome. I think he's a lot of fun. I think he's a very nice guy. And, I, and it was great to see that aspect of him on the 10 pounds of gold. And 
Uh, but but it's a shame that we're not that the, they're not going to show that match on there probably for another couple of weeks because it aired at that wonderful Starcade show that we saw, and that was a pay per view on Fight. Yeah, I I just I I don't know. I wish there was a way that they could do it. I wish there was a way, even if they worked out something with Fight TV, something so where they could show the matches a little bit more often. Well. You know, I guess it's the same kind of thing that uh, WWE has with, you know, with their um, broadcasting companies where they can't put the Raws and SmackDowns on WWE Network until 30 days after they've aired. You know, it's, it's kind of the same deal. It's probably industry standard. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's, it's certainly uh, a lot sooner than Impact, for instance, as in adding an, their, their pay-per-views to their network. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the... To their own channel, from right. their own channel. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think maybe the fact, maybe they just need to expound on ten pounds of gold. Then, I mean, if that's the case, they can't add something for thirty days afterwards or whatever. Fine, um, but they need to add more of it than they do. I mean, I guess we don't need to have the massive production that they do in every single ten pounds of gold episode. Just throw on the matches. Throw on some of the better matches so that we can see them. Not just the world championship matches, but you know all of them, all of the all of the title defenses. Yeah, I guess because I guess there was a couple more besides Hager's already this year, wasn't there? Was there was was there one and then and then Hager and then they have one another one coming up this week? Isn't 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 there one like on the seventh or something? I thought there was one. Yeah, I think there might be. Yeah, because so there. This, so maybe they'll put a, they'll probably put a, some kind of a package up this week promoting that, and then hopefully that one, since I don't think it's on a big stage, will be able to be on the show sooner than later, or on the I should say on the channel sooner than later. On the app. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on on, well, on YouTube. YouTube. Right. Yeah, I don't. I I can't find it now, but the one that they had, uh, the one right before this with, um, who did he defend against now? Was that the Brandon Scott one? Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, because that one hasn't Which, been added, added on to here. And no. and I and the, wasn't the Swagger one or the Hager one? Wasn't that originally supposed to be in Puerto Rico, or was that or is that what the seventh? What the match this week is is in Puerto Rico. I think that's where the match this week is. Okay. Yeah, but uh, as far as the NWA uh, and national title defense. For, from uh, Willie Mack. What did you think about that one? I thought it was an okay match. The announcers were driving me nuts, but I thought the match itself was pretty decent. Um, this, You could tell that this um, guy he was defending against was a little wet behind the ears, I guess. Um, he wasn't as seasoned as Willie Mack was, and it showed. I think the thing, the match itself was okay. Um, there was a lot of a lot of really cool things that I saw as far as moves go um, from both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that it's starting maybe just kind of get on my nerves a little bit is that they continually talk about every 300-pound man that can jump off the top rope as being some amazing athlete. And it's everybody. It's now, I mean, we've got like 14 different 300-pound wrestlers out there who supposedly move like cruiserweights. It's starting to get a little bit old. Not every 300-pounder needs to be 
talked about being as spry and athletic as they are. Right. And, and it's, I think, I think the whole thing is, is kind of like um, comparable to the NBA after, after Michael Jordan, you know, after Michael Jordan, even the big guys like, you know, Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, uh, LeBron, who's six, nine, you know, they all want to play like Jordan shoot from the three and, you know, go flying through the air instead of playing back to the basket. And I think it's similar now that we're post the cruiserweight era from WCW where, People, people of all shapes and sizes saw what what uh, what they could do, and so they want to try to do it too. And I think that's why we have like War Machine, which is basically the Rockers crossed with the Road Warriors. You know, um, you know guys that guys that like to fly and and you know want to want to impress and they can do it. And and that's great. But you know the the thing with that is once you have guys that are that size flying through the air like they got like uh, 17, 18 years ago, the cruiserweights did. What is the point of having cruiserweights at that point? You know, yes. it, it, it doesn't really fit the three wing, the three ring circus aspect of wrestling where, you know, if you, if you don't like the technical wrestling, maybe you'll like the character guys. If you don't like the character guys, maybe you'll like the, um, the high flyers. If you don't like the high flyers, maybe you'll like the big guys. Um, and when, when the, Big guys are the high flyers. It takes away some of the appeal, I think. Well, it's not just that. It's become, like you said, three-ring circus is the way wrestling is supposed to be. But now there's such an emphasis on everybody being all three that it's taken away from, you know, from the talent that some people bring. Some people just aren't going to be high flyers. Some people just aren't going to be those character guys. But now if you're not all three, you don't have a spot in wrestling. Right, and then that's and that's that's partly because the um, the managers aren't as prominent as they used to be, because managers yeah. used to be used to be used to be a big, um, you know, they used to be able to talk for the guys that couldn't talk, and now they're and now they're kind of and now they're kind of uh, they've gone by the wayside basically. I think because people don't want to pay someone who's not doing the in ring stuff for the most part. Yeah, and that's I mean that's sad too because I mean some of the best parts of wrestling were people like Bobby Heenan. And Paul Heyman and well, Paul, who is he on James? Well, James E. Cornette, Paulie Dangerously. Those are some of the best parts of wrestling was having those managers. Right. You know, and now that's a whole aspect that nobody is ever going to see again. Right. And, and I think that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit less interesting because of that. Maybe, a, maybe even a lot less interesting because of that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if, if there was just one or two guys that could do that could do it all, then you know they'd they'd kind of be you know the freaks and they and they'd be uh, draws and they'd be able to to be you know what what uh, you know they'd, they'd be people they'd be something people want to see. But when there's so many people out there like that, they become less and less special, and and therefore it makes wrestling less and less special, really. Well, and now you have people like Willie Mac who is basically it, 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 it was nice when you used to have that top, upper echelon of guys who were the five tool players, the people that could talk, they could, uh, they could wrestle, they could um, sell. They had a great character. You know, they, they were just, they had everything. And those people, I, I think it's almost kind of diluting that upper echelon of, of wrestlers because now everybody, even your 
curtain jerkers and, and low mid carters have to be like that. They all have to have the same tools. And I, I just, I think that might be a lot of the reason why you're not getting that separation like you used to uh, in the eighties and even nineties uh, and even Jesus early two thousands. And, and it's not just in um, places that are entertainment. It's also, it's across the board. There's no difference with anybody in Ring of Honor, except for Cheeseburger, who just doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the TV. Um, But outside of Cheeseburger, is there anybody in Ring of Honor that you can't possibly see as a a world champion someday? Um, Trying to think. Well, I don't think that uh, Hurricane Helms is going to be, but whether he's part of Ring of Honor, (laughs) you know, I'm not exactly sure. Um, the, guy, the guys in Coast to Coast, I don't think are going to be ring of, are going to be world champions. Um, I think if Mark Briscoe was going to be one, he already would have been. But I, I do take your point. It's just one of those. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where there's no difference anymore. There's no separation. There's no. Uh, it's like you were saying. You just there's not. Everybody's got to be the five tool player, and it's just for me, it's gotten a little overdone. I think. And I, and the only reason I'm saying that it's not because I don't enjoy it. I mean, I like being able to turn on my TV and watch great matches from everybody, but the great matches don't come as surprises. Like it used to be, you'd watch a cruiserweight match and that match would be the best match on the card. Um, and it wasn't expected. You were wait, you were looking to see the heavyweights pull that off, or maybe the intercontinental guys pull that off, but it'd be the cruiserweights that would, um, or a tag team that came out of nowhere would just light everything up. And now it's expected to that. You're expecting every match to be four and five stars. So, I th- so I think what you're, I think what you're, what you're kind of saying here, Jeff, is that you and I should appreciate that Iron Man match between Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal more than, more than we ever have, because uh, instead of despising it, because that was two guys going out there. We, we thought would be great and completely stinking the place up. So they, they surprised us in a, in a bad way, but they surprised us, and we should be thankful for anything else good that we see because of how terrible that piece of shit was. So, or kind of like this WrestleCade card was. <laughs> well, yeah, but we, but there were some of the things that, are, that I think I, I don't think that either of us expected the uh, Crazy Steve versus Vampiro match to be great. I didn't expect greatness, but I didn't expect the worst pile of shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that's just, uh, I. Well, not only that, but you get to look forward to more of it next year. Oh, yay. No, I don't, because I'm not going to watch it next year. <laughs> no, we said we're, probably, we said we're probably not going to watch it, but depending on what's, on what's on the rest of the card, remember? The, the funny thing is, is it's probably going to just be amazing match after amazing match that doesn't speak to nostalgia, which would be anything like WrestleCade has ever done. But... Um, and we're going to end up paying for it, and it's probably going to be like fifty bucks. And we're going to go. We don't want to waste our time missing out on the matches we didn't want, we didn't see. So we're just going to buy the whole damn weekend, and then it's <laughs> going to be the same crap we just saw this time. Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it's fine. Um, and uh, I and I was I was looking up the uh, the NWA Championship schedule, and you know. Uh, you're right. I, it is. It is um, the, the Billy Gunn match that's coming up in Puerto Rico. It is the. It is coming up in Puerto Rico, and, and it wasn't Jack Hager. It's the. It's the wonderful Billy Gunn that'll be challenging Nick Aldis next. How could we possibly uh, have forgotten that? Uh, I, you know, I guess let's give the old guys due. 
Let's, hey, Jonathan Gresham got a title match. Why can't Billy Gunn? Yeah, and I guess if you can get a shot at the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, why can't you get a shot at the uh, NWA, National, NWA World's Championship? Right? Jesus Christ, that's right. He did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I completely <laughs> blocked that out. It was, I completely blocked that out of my mind. Forgot that that ever even happened. Thought it was a bad dream. Um, no, it, it was not. It, it happened. It was not a very good match. And uh, not even Tanahashi could carry that piece of shit to a, a good match in this time. I, I used to be a big fan of Billy Gunn, but I mean, so you guys, you have to know where to, when to hang it up. And uh, I'm not going to criticize anybody, anybody for um, trying to earn a buck, but to be in a national championship or in a world championship match like this, I think it's just really sad. Yeah, uh, that's, Sometimes I wonder what promotions are thinking to see somebody like that happen. To to think that that's going to be a good match. Or maybe they know it's going to be a pile of shit. They're just trying to sell a few extra tickets. I, I don't know. But why why does somebody walk in off the street and get a title match like that? I don't know. But I guess it kind of fits against with the other guys that Aldous has been defending against. You know, like Tommy Dreamer and Colt Cabana. You know, I mean, so I mean, it's. I guess he's not any more washed up than those guys are. Well, maybe more than Cabana is, but maybe uh, more than Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess you know, Dreamer at least you know wrestled at a pretty high level at uh, Slammiversary this year. You know. Yeah, and, and he was. Yeah, his title match against Nick Aldis wasn't too bad either. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, but the. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, and I wasn't so much referring to the NWA and him getting that title match. I was more referring to uh, New Japan giving him a title match. Well, but remember, that was, the, that was New Japan's first sing, solo show in, quote-unquote, solo show in the United States. So it, it kind of made sense that they would, have, they would try to have a big U.S. name on there. Um, unfortunately, it was Billy Gunn or not like Jericho. Well, even Jericho, if you think about it, why did he deserve a title match? He has one because he's fucking Jericho. Well, I get it. He's the goat, but that's like saying Bret Hart could have a title match right now. Well, I mean, he wouldn't have earned it in that particular promotion, but you know, AJ Styles won the NWA NJPW World Championship in his very first match in the company. Yeah, that's true, and so did uh, um, Brock Lesnar and so many other people. Yeah. So I mean that, then that's you know something that that I think we we shouldn't be critical about because it means that other that a company is taking into account the past of another wrestler in a way that for years you know WWF and WCW did ch- chose not to do. I mean you could you could argue Hogan and Flair I suppose, but for the most part they they were pretty much like if you made your name somewhere else you have to start from scratch here because nobody here knows you unless which, you, which was, which was bullshit, you know, unless you were any reject from the, um, from WWE that would go to TNA. Right. They, they, didn't immediate, say TNA. Uh, they immediately got thrown into, uh, main event pictures, but uh, okay. So then, you know, you know, you... you know, you just broke my heart again because now, now I have to think about the fact that Christian cage came into TNA and that turned AJ Styles into a jobber lackey to Christian Cage. I think that was the best thing that could have happened to AJ because it showed a whole different side of him. 
his blah 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 blah. I don't. It, it brought out. His, it made them put, push the reset button for the third or fourth time. It still it was it was hysterical. He was he was a great comedy character. Somebody something that I never thought I'd see out of AJ, and he pulled it off. But he shouldn't have had to pull it off. That's my point. Did we lose you this time, or are you nope, just, just being silent? Okay. No, nope, I'm here. I got tired. Yeah, well, I agree with you about, about Andy Brown being um, a bit green. I, I did think he was. I did think he was good. He's going to be something better, you know, in in the future. But I, you know, it doesn't mean he was. A, it was a bad choice for a first title defense for Willie Mack, though, because they they did seem to work fairly well together. And they and like the announcers were saying, they kind of have a similar um, wrestling style and body and body type. Although I think Mack is um, much stronger and bigger than than Brown. And you know, they, it doesn't mean they're not they're uh, dissimilar to each other. No, but it, and my uh, the match itself was actually pretty decent considering. Um, it was the just the the fact that every time Willie Mack did anything, that color guy was all amazed at how a three hundred pounder could move like that. And I'm just like, really, dude, this is like ten years of three hundred pounders moving like that, and every three hundred pounder moves like that now. I don't know. That kind of stuff just pulled me out of it. I see. But well, I mean, the match itself, once I watched it again with the sound off, it was actually a much better match. <laughs> uh, so much, so much, so much, so much about wrestling in the in the ninety in the nineties would have uh, agreed with that point of view. Well, yeah, yeah, but then you would have missed out on Bobby Heenanisms. That's true. Or you know uh, Jesse Ventura when he was in his heyday. Did, was he in yeah. the 90s or was he done by the 80s? Well, he was done in the 80s and maybe like or maybe like early 1990s in in WWE, but then he had a a few year run in the 90s with WCW. All I know is those two are the greatest color com- commentators of all time. No one can ever touch them. Bobby Heenan and Jesse Ventura? Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean Rocky Romero might might get there someday. I at this point I think I like uh Chuck Taylor better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're not going to agree on that one. Um let's see what else. Uh, um so do we do we want to talk about who the wonderful next opponent is for Willie Mack? Um go for it. It's the guy that Mac beat in the finals of the championship who, you know, who we uh, complained about the last time or the, when it was actually happening. He's facing Sam Shaw again, which I think, which I guess kind of makes sense because, you know, Shaw did make the finals and it was a close match and all that happy horse shit. But at the same time, I'm not looking forward to it at all because I thought that Shaw was horrible. And I think there's so many, I, I mean, I, I would, I would say pretty much anybody else that was in that tournament other than maybe Cabana would be a better uh, guy for us to, for us to uh, see him defend the championship because like who was that one guy that we liked so much Jeff the uh, the flashy guy that was like you know uh, Mr Moneymaker or whatever Mr yeah yeah let me find it all I know is that guy really impressed me and I'm pissed off that I can't remember his name yeah because he I enjoyed everything about him but that whole match I like Cole Cabana in that match was amazing yeah, I don't know. Oh, the event was co-produced by Global Force Wrestling. Yeah, we knew that already. 
That's why. That's why we couldn't believe how bad the production values were. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Why won't it show me? What is happening here, you bastard? <laughs> <laughs> now my computer is going to shit. Show me wax on, wax off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Show me paint the fence. No, I'm not painting <laughs> nothing. All right, what do we got here? What is okay, this is awful. Are you kidding me? There's no but no place on the internet that has a card anymore. Sammy Guevara. Was yeah, Sammy? That's no, was. no, Sammy Wait, Guevara was the douche that we hated in the second match. Oh right, wasn't he? Or was that Jay Bradley? I'm so confused. My yeah, life me... is in turmoil at the moment. Um, is that why you're confused? Kind of. All right, I'm finding the I'm finding the card right now. Good luck to you. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. It was Sammy Guevara. Okay, it was Sammy. Guevara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who was very impressive. Yeah, he was, and and we liked everything about him. I wonder. Where did we where we did we did we say he said he's wrestling for Major League Wrestling? I thought so. Why are we not? We gotta start writing shit down. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it was Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he's and he's the. Uh, see, was it Mr. Moneymaker or what is his actual? Uh, uh, thing in my job, Jobber Bobber. No, it was it was many. It was Mr. Moneymaker or Mr. Money Money's Worth. Mr. Money's Mr. Money Mr. Money's Worth. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know, I would love to see him take on. Um, take on. Uh, the. Willie Mack, dude, for the national championship. And that would be a great contrast to Styles, really, because, you know, Mack is so much bigger and, and stronger. You know, he might be able to fly. He can fly the way Guevara can, but, he's you know, he's bigger, stronger. It'd make a nice little kind of almost David and Goliath type of, uh, of a battle between the two of them, I think. Well, and he put on a hell of a show, too. And if they're going to call um, uh, Willie Mack such a great um, athletic 300-pounder, let's put him in against somebody who is actually athletic. Right. Uh, he, I guess he's working for Arrow Lucha right now. Oh, oh that's what it was. Okay. And he's yeah. the current AAA Cruiserweight champion. Ah, okay. Well, we don't watch... Well, maybe we, should, maybe we need to watch some AAA and YouTube or something to be able to see him. And I have um, to. Yeah. Um, you know, Sam Shaw, I would say, I would say his promo that he had where they announced him as the next participant was the opposite of the way I felt about the Jack Swagger one. You know, I mean, I mean the Swagger one, I thought, or that, I keep, I'm going to keep saying Swagger because that's how I'm used to him as. But anyway, um, the Swagger one, I thought, made him more interesting. The Samuel Shaw one made me go, kind of like drum my fingers, like, ugh. You know, well, so. he was just, he was boring. His whole attitude was boring, and they made him off like some, like a big deal, but he's not a, they made him out to be this this unstoppable monster, but Vladimir Kozlov was more of a uh, intimidating person than this Sam Shaw is. Right. So it just it 
confused me that he was playing this unstoppable force character when he's just not intimidating at all. No, he's not. I mean, and and he, and and also I I have to say that the whole tattoo, the whole sleeve tattoo things really just make him look like an idiot. Yeah, but it works for some people. Why does it make him look like an idiot? Um, I, I, think I, 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 I think I think people. I think it's because he wears those those pants that look like he's like an, going to be a like a martial arts fighter. Like he's almost like a Cobra or. I mean, I mean, Scorpion or Sub Zero from um, from uh, Mortal Kombat. But then, but then you you know you look you know so it's like from the bottom up he looks like a fighter, and then you see those arms and you're like, oh, you look like a dork. <laughs> so that's that's what I got out of it personally. I mean, I think that I think that's what it, I think that's where it come, where it, you know it happens for me that that it it just doesn't work for him and he looks like an idiot, but. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, you're right. I mean, in this day and in this day and age, you know, having sleeve tattoos or having tattoos in general really shouldn't matter that much. You know, I, I didn't like AJ Styles' tattoos at first, but they've just thrown on me to the point where I really don't even notice them anymore. I, but I don't but, Sha, but, them. but Sha, I think like you know his his tat. I don't know for some reason it just doesn't work for that guy. Well, with uh, with AJ Styles, I I don't notice it as much anymore. But when I do, I still look at it. And go why? Why would you do that? Because that is a tattoo that's just really kind of out there. AJ Styles. Yeah. No, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and it's, and it's like he, you know, he. I understand, you know, wanting to get tattoos for your kids, but it's it's just it's just it was a weird choice, and uh, it's, and I'm not sure Shannon Moore did a great job on him. I don't think Shannon Moore did a great job on his own. Yeah, that's a fair point too. He doesn't have much much that's entertaining to look at either. Um, let's see here. Who else was in that those matches? That was it Mike Perro? Yeah, was Mike Perro. Was, yeah, I mean, he, he's the guy who I thought should have won the should have won the whole damn thing, you know. Because I wouldn't mind seeing him against uh, against uh, Willie Mack either. No. I mean, like like I said, pretty, literally everybody else in that match, other than maybe Cabana, would have, would have been a better choice, to, in my opinion, would be well, would make a better match. And even Cabana, after what we saw him do in that match, how he looked so much better in that match than he did when we saw him, what, three weeks before at the uh, Ring of Honor show? Right. You know, even seeing him in a match with Willie Mack wouldn't, have been, wouldn't be too bad. I think the only one that I wouldn't want to see is Ricky Starks, because I hated that guy. Was he the guy that had, like, like, this 20-minute promo video? Yeah, the one that came out and stopped everybody from doing anything. Right. Yeah, that was just horrible. Yeah, he's about the only one out of that that I don't think I ever want to see anyone near my TV again. Yeah, I I had forgotten about that guy until you mentioned him a little bit ago. But, yeah, um, I I can totally see where that would be a a big turnoff because he was terrible. And uh, let's see, who else was in that match? There was Jay Bradley. You already mentioned yeah, Starks. With Sam Shaw, Cole Cabano, Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara, Mike Perro. And that's it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I mean, basically everybody except for um, Ricky Starks would be decent. 
Well, and the only reason I'm saying Cole Cabana is because he looked like he improved so much from that time that we saw him in his Ring of Honor match to when we saw him even here. He looked like a much better, much better wrestler. Yeah, so I, 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 think, I, I think he might have talked to uh, Sprakey Kazarian about how to get in better shape. Or because he, he definitely had slimmed down and was moving better, too. Yeah, Jesus Christ, thinking of Frankie Kazarian. Is that dude made of granite or something? Does he just I, wake up and get chiseled in the morning? Or how? How is he in such good shape at his age? I think it's partly DDPY and the cigars he smokes. I think it's a combination of the two. Well, and just being a rock star. Well, right. He's the heavy metal rebel, you know. Well, he is. You know, actually looking at the rest of that card, I think that Peter Avalon taking on um, William Mack would be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too. Because I, I just remember he was another guy that I was really impressed by. Yeah, despite the fact he only got like a four-minute match against... Tim Tim Dipsh, I mean Tim Storm. So. Right. Another guy that, to be honest, I don't think that I wouldn't mind uh, is Barrett Brown. I didn't. I the match when we were watching it didn't make much sense, but I wasn't insulted by him. Like he didn't. He didn't seem like he didn't fit. Oh yeah, that's the one that uh, Jim Cornette felt like insul- he was insulted by all for all of us, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 His yeah. match against Laredo Kid. Yeah, and and actually, you know, Crimson taking on Willie Mack would be pretty cool as well. So I mean, <laughs> there's not very many people on this show that I think would be better a better choice than uh, would not be a better choice than Sam Shaw to take on Willie Mack. I mean, hopefully, you know, he'll impress us and we'll change our minds. But I I think the chances of that happening are slim and none, and slim is almost on the way out of town. You know, I would even rather see Penelope Ford versus Willie Mack than see Sam Shaw again. You would rather see Penelope Ford than just about anybody, anytime, anywhere. Good point. I'm not going to not going to argue with that. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure if Tessa Blanchard would win that battle with her or not. But I mean, that's pretty much the only one. I that's can... close. That's pretty close. Yes, yeah. I figured you would say that. I um, can't talk like that anymore. <laughs> well, you can talk like that all you want to. You just want to do it when a certain person can't hear you. Exactly, and I don't know if she's listening. <laughs> well, Wait, it my phone. It will be the second time I got you in trouble today. So yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll be able to. I'll. I'll know in a few minutes when my phone goes off. I guess. <laughs> or if you get like, or if you get like blocked on her on her on her accounts or something. There, there's that possibility, but that's a possibility regardless. Um, so anything else we can talk about with NWA? No, not really with NWA. Okay. I don't know that. I mean, there wasn't much going on this, other than World Tag League. Right, and and you know, World Tag League. I'm I'm up to like the 24th of November or something. But I do want to say that I I think that Adam Page has learned. Um, yeah, would it would it even be a would it even be a King of Honor if I didn't rant, if I didn't rave about Adam Page? No. <laughs> But I, you know, Adam Page has replaced my Marty Skrull. Yeah. So I, I think that he, it's clear that he learned quite a bit from um, Nick and Matt Jackson when he was one of the six-man tag team champions with them, or maybe just from traveling with them and stuff, because the stuff that he's doing in these tag matches, 
not only is it highly entertaining, but it, you could tell that he had some influence from Nick in there, in those, uh, in there where he's like, you know, back and forth hitting the guys with, with moves in that tag team situation and, and spots that while they're similar, also have some creativity where they're varied as well. So I really like what, you know, those spots where he's, where he's hitting both guys, you know, one after the other with outside dives and closed lines and, and crazy things like that. So I, I think that he's always learning, always improving. And he's just, you know, he's, he's been, a, he's been a revelation even in this tag setting to me. Well, and he, I, I don't know if you saw the post-match comments from last night, um, but he got into it with uh, Takahashi comparing him to um, – because, of course, you know, they were at the top on their wins and they haven't won since last week. So he started comparing them to uh, um, Chase Owen. So there's, oh. a little, there's a little bit of falling out coming there. Well, I guess that makes sense because Takahashi's got to go somewhere when the elite is no longer part of Bullet Club. You know, and, right. And we don't – you know, and they, and they may be doing the, 80, the AEW thing. You know, they may be bouncing back and forth. You know. I see you hear, like, cartoons in the background there. My child is rearranging furniture. And I don't wow. know why. I'm confused by this. <laughs> well, that's kind of your natural state, though. So, I mean, I guess we're yeah. surprised by that. Well, we had a poll question up last week that um, was who's going to win and who do you think is going to win um, uh, World Tag League? And okay. the way that it the way that it's breaking, I mean, I had two choices I put up there because they were my top two that I think are going to win. And of course, I'm fifty fifty split on them, and the and the poll came out to be fifty fifty on it as well, with um, uh, Sonata and Evil as my top choice, and then El- no Elgin and Cobb. Interesting. Because I, I can't think see any other reason to get El- Elgin and Cobb on Wrestle Kingdom. I just I, I don't see another way to get them on. And then um Oh my god. Anyone want a three year old? Did Anyone? you see that did well did Russell King, did you see that did you see that one of the matches that we predicted is actually has been added to the card now? Yeah, I did and I was happy about that. The British championship match? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, I think that's going to be a good match too. So, um, which you know that does kind of rule out some of these tag tag teams. Yeah, especially considering Ishii and Yano are uh, at the top of the leaderboards. Yeah, would, would anybody be surprised though if uh, if like it ends up with uh, a, a three way tie, just like the uh, just like the junior tag we did? So we, we end up getting a triple threat tag match at. <laughs> Between like Sonata and Evil versus uh, the Best Friends versus Got Girls uh, of Destiny at Wrestle Kingdom, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Yeah, but I don't know that I would. We're already getting a triple threat that I don't want to uh, see because we just literally saw it. Right. I I don't uh, I don't know. I I still think KES has an outside shot, but I I can't see KES versus God. Two heels, I just I can't see that being a Wrestle Kingdom match. Right, and and Suzuki doesn't have a spot on the card yet either. So may, so I'm I'm guessing that I'm still guessing that the that the six man titles will be dropped by uh, by God and um, what's the other guy's name? 
can't think of a story. Talk to Hot. Um, Ishimori. Uh, yeah. They'll be, you know, at, at the World Tag at the World Tag League final show or something, and then we'll probably have like one of those gauntlet type matches, and it may, it may be like KES against a KES and Suzuki defend, challenging for those championships or something. Which wouldn't be a bad match. No. Um, and that would be a way to get some of these other people on here too, because there's a, there's just a lot of people that aren't going to be on this card. That's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, and, we, Suzuki, and Suzuki's probably the most prominent one. That that's true of. Well, him and Sonata. I mean, the way that they were, the way that they were building up Sonata, right now it's looking like he might not be on the card either. Well, that's why I think Sonata and Evil are going to be in the tag te- are going to be in the tag team match again. But yeah, I guess that does make sense. Or I guess it could be Sonata, Evil, and Bushi in the six man tag six man cluster too. Which would which would be I, that would just be too crazy to see a. Three-way six-man tag team match. Oh wait, wait, wait! Bushi's already booked. I forgot about that. Bushi's already booked with uh, uh, Shingo. You know, in in that uh, junior in that junior tag match. Right, but also, um, who else is booked? Um, I think like six-man tag guy uh, with Tamawara. Yeah, he's he's um, booked against Kushida. Right, so that's why I think those titles are going to be dropped before the before the show. Right. Either, either on the road two or like at the World Tag League Finals. Yeah, because that and that would get more people on the show too. Right. Exactly. So I think we might have exhausted our topics for this week. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I think we have. I don't well, well, got, no, no, I mean, nothing wrong with having a short show when there's, when there's not a lot going on. Well, and considering all of the difficulties that are happening today. Indeed. And <laughs> which, which is a plenty. I mean. Yeah. So, so next week we'll be talking about, we'll be, for next week's show, we'll be previewing Final Battle, which is not this coming Friday, but the Friday after. The week after that, of course, we'll be, re- we'll be reviewing Final Battle, which, you know, we both expect to be an amazing show. And then the week after that, we will finally be ti- it'll be finally be time for us to nail down our year-end awards. We, 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 so we should probably start talking about what the hell those are going to be. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to come up with criteria here. Well, and I don't categories. Yeah, categories. I think I think are more of a necessity than criteria are. That's a good point. Because you and I are not going to agree on criteria. I don't think we're not going to agree on categories, dude. Meow. You, um, you know, you know we're not. <laughs> well, we we can uh, we can debate them at least. Um, well, before we um, before we go, I do want to say that we have a new poll up on Kingdom of Honor on Facebook. Um, to find us, just search Kingdom of Honor. You'll see a um, nice little fancy uh, profile picture of a skull with a crown in front of a uh, wrestling ring. And um, you know, go there, like it, so you can listen to all of our past shows. The links to all of our past shows are on there. Uh, like it, promote it, tell everyone you know, you know, hit the subscribe button, all that stuff. Uh, new poll question up for this week. Uh, recently, the Elite announced a partnership with Jericho and the Khan family, who are the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, to form their own wrestling alliance, uh, their own wrestling promotion known as All Elite Wrestling. Is this a good idea? Yes or no? Um, put your comments in the in the comment section so that we can uh, read what your thoughts are, and uh, you know that should be fun. 
Also follow us on Twitter. Um, hashtag so, 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 so are the choices on there? Yes, it's a great idea, and or and no, I'm an idiot. Or well, the the choices are yes, they are geniuses, or no, better men have failed. Ah, okay. Fair so enough. I mean, just Ted Turner failed. Uh, so, and that's what he's known for is promoting things. That's I'll read it to you in a second. Um, you know, also follow, uh, check us out on Twitter. Um, follow me at Reggie Co-op, uh, at Zanman LOP for Shane. Hashtag King of Honor for any thoughts you might have. Um, uh, my notifications have been all messed up on Twitter, so I'm trying to make it a point to log on there two to three times a day to, to answer questions and things. Um, but, you know, that's, those are the ways to get a hold of us. And uh, let us know your thoughts, any thoughts you have, anything you want us to see, any um, suggestions on how to keep a toddler occupied for two hours on a Monday night. That would be appreciated as well. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> and uh, make sure you turn into all the other Lord's Pain radio shows this week. We, tomorrow we have One Nation Radio and uh, Global Revolution. On Wednesday we have... Sports Entertainment is Dead, exploring the Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins uh, history. On Thursday will be uh, the Perfect Ten Wrestling Podcast. On Friday is the Right Side of the Pond. And I'm not sure what's coming up, if there's anything coming up this weekend or not, but so stay tuned. And like I said, we'll be back next Monday to discuss um, Ring of Honor's biggest show of the year, Final Battle. Until Next time, this is Zanman saying long days, pleasant nights, and Stupid Junior saying, I am not going to, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to, I um, know, uh, bad. Anyway, uh, Ryan, if you have any more um, suggestions, feel free to give them out. I actually did enjoy a couple of those matches, so... That's, uh, and I see, oh my goodness, I see he's given us a few here. So um, I guess this is uh, Jeff saying goodbye.